Welcome to the Daily Homily from Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Trenton, Missouri. His daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 a.m. right here on Catholic Radio Network. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. Brothers and sisters, we drew courage through our God to speak to you the gospel of God with much struggle. Our exhortation was not from delusion or impure motives, nor did it work through deception. But as we were judged worthy by God to be entrusted with the gospel, that is how we speak, not as trying to please men, but rather God, who judges our hearts. Nor indeed did we ever appear with flattering speech, as you know, or with a pretext for greed. God is a witness. Nor did we seek praise from men, either from you or from others, although we were able to impose our weight as apostles of Christ. Rather, we were gentle among you, as a nursing mother cares for her children. With such affection for you, we were determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our very selves as well. So dearly beloved, had you become to us the word of the Lord. Proclaim God's marvelous deeds to all the nations. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all you lands. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Announce his salvation day after day. Tell his glory among the nations, among all peoples, his wondrous deeds. Give to the Lord, you families of nations, give to the Lord glory and praise. Give to the Lord the glory due his name. Say among the nations, the Lord is king. He has made the world firm, not to be moved. He governs the peoples with equity. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus went around all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and curing every disease and illness. At the sight of the crowds, his heart was moved with pity for them because they were troubled and abandoned like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. The Gospel of the Lord. I have come to the conclusion that the temples of the idols in England should not on any account be destroyed. Augustine must smash the idols, but the temples themselves should be sprinkled with holy water and altars set up in them in which relics are to be enclosed. For we ought to take advantage of well-built temples by purifying them from devil worship and dedicating them to the service of the true God. St. Pope Gregory the Great wrote that. In 595 AD, he sent a Benedictine monk from Rome named Augustine on a mission to convert pagan England. The Roman Empire had left the island in 410 AD, and in the ensuing chaos, various tribes led by chieftains vied for control of the country. An 8th century monk known as the Venerable Bede, feast day May 25th, wrote a history of the British church. He reported how Gregory 
seeing fair-haired Anglo-Saxon slaves from Britain in the Roman slave market, was inspired to have the British Isle converted. Supposedly, Pope Gregory inquired about the identity of the slaves and was told that they were Angles from the island of Great Britain. Gregory replied, well, they were not Angles, but angels. That's interesting because as the monk Augustine traveled west across Europe, the more harrowing the stories became about the danger that awaited him on the dark, mysterious island of Britain. The reports he was getting had hardly made the Anglos out to be angels, unless the reports were referring to dark angels. At one point, Augustine and his crew even turned back and returned to Rome, but Pope Gregory persuaded them to start again. Within 100 years of Augustine's landing, the Anglos were converted and the British Isles became one of the most Catholic places on earth. Monasteries and cathedrals dotted the landscape in merry old England. Then, close to a thousand years after Augustine converted the country, the king and the secular powers in England decided that the English people were going to have to change their religion. The English government confiscated church property, then looted, pillaged, and burned much of what was Catholic England. Priests, who did not swear allegiance to the king as the new supreme ruler of the Church of England, the Anglican Church, were hunted down and killed. Today, the 90-something-year-old Queen Elizabeth II is the supreme ruler of the Church of England. Now, that statement alone should tell anyone with common sense that the Church of England is not a church at all. There is only one church, one holy Catholic and apostolic church. About seven years ago, the Queen put her stamp of approval on the English government's newly invented legal fiction of same-sex marriage. And today, more Muslims in England practice their faith than the native-born English practice what is left of theirs. Some Muslims are now claiming they are the Church of England. Catholic churches in England and all over Europe are being turned into mosques. Muslims have come to the conclusion that the temples of the idols in England should not on any account be destroyed. The Muslims are taking advantage of well-built temples and dedicating them to the service of their God, Allah. St. Augustine of Canterbury, pray for us. Pray that men and women inspired by your courage and zeal for the truth will go on missions to convert what has become a dark, mysterious, pagan world and reclaim it for Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, 
and the life.